Everyone and welcome to the Imaginal Space Podcast. My name is Catherine Perry. I am the host of this podcast. So if you are new, welcome. And if you have listened before, welcome back. Today I am doing an aura healing episode, and I haven't done one of these in a while. So I'm really excited to record this one. I feel like I say that every time. I'm always really excited to record every single podcast episode. The Aura Healing series is really special to me, um, and that includes any Aura Healing series, whether it's about dreams or spirit babies or anything. Um, those are really close to my heart because every single Aura Healing I do is something, it's something that honestly I need. And I feel like that's almost the most honest and genuine um, personal you know, medicine that you could ever give is the medicine that you need in the moment for your spirit, for yourself, for the unconditional love inside of you. That's what this series is. Every single aura healing I do, it's to heal something within myself. And if you have listened to any episodes before, um, you know that I believe that we are all connected as one universal family. So when we heal something within ourselves, we are also naturally healing something within the collective aura as well. So I'm really excited to record this episode. I just, aura healings, I mean, I, I've i been playing around with recording some around the key phases of the moon. So that's waxing, waning, the full, the new moon, etc. And just seeing how that plays out. You know, I always try to, and that's actually what we're going to be talking today, talking about today. I always try to just stay present with whatever it is that feels natural to me and whatever it is that I need, you know? I find that so beautiful when everybody kind of finds their way of being their own healer and finding their own unique medicine that they give. And I've also found it incredibly beautiful and, again, just incredibly genuine, authentic, honest, and vulnerable when I see people with healing practices where I'm like, wow, that was 100% channeled. And that was something that you needed to just remember the love within yourself and your own life. So hopefully that made even an iota of sense to you. But um, if you've never listened to an episode before, I think, you know, everything will become more clear. But let me focus on or get to introducing this episode. So I, the past couple of weeks, I actually have not recorded any, you know, collective Um, or a moon healing episodes because I was really just tuning into and rethinking what it is that I wanted to do with the imaginal space. What is it that I wanted to do with the podcast? Like I said, I'm always, you know, that's always on my mind. It's my favorite project. Um, It's so much fun to record. It's so much fun to write. So I'm always, you know, thinking, you know, what does feel honest to me, you know, and what is it? And again, you know, that's a part of the healer archetype. It's, you know, paying attention to what your soul, what your spirit, what yourself needs at any given moment, and then 
catering to that and then healing that and seeing what happens as a result. So that's what aura healings, this podcast, everything, everything is a result of medicine that I've needed in any moment. And I realized over the eclipse season, um, I believe that ended like December 14th or something like that, um, over eclipse season. And then I believe the great conjunction was yesterday. I'm not... I don't know too, too much about astrology, but I saw so many things popping up about the Great Conjunction, um, whether it's in like podcasts I listen to or um, probably even on like Instagram a little bit, or even just my friends talking about it, uh, the Great Conjunction, the winter solstice. So yesterday was a huge day. I'm recording this on December 22nd. So it was just, I was like, wow, like there's so many big energies happening in the month of December, you know, just even from, again, eclipse season, the great conjunction, the winter solstice, there's a lot going on. And I noticed, so I was actually hanging out with somebody yesterday. Um, and it's been great to be in a place where you can like, you know, safely, I live in a place where you can kind of safely, you know, keep your distance, hang out with people, et cetera, et cetera. And he asked me, you look like you're kind of like, you look, or he didn't really ask me. He told me, you look kind of mentally exhausted. Um, he couldn't tell if I was like tired because it was kind of like one in the morning or if I was just, he was like, I can't tell if you're like tired or if you're just like mentally exhausted. And I was like, you know what? I mean, I was actually tired because one in the morning is kind of way past my bedtime. I'm more of like a go to sleep early and get started early kind of person. Um, but I was like, even though I was tired, tired, I was like, hmm, you know what? I feel like I am kind of mentally exhausted lately. And I, that was his like language, you know? And I, I know what he meant. You know, I don't really call it mentally exhausted. I have it the way I understand what he was saying is, oh, there's probably some gray in my aura. So I know the, um, I recorded in the introduction to Aura Color series, there is a quick gray episode. So that will be released, you know, sometime in the upcoming weeks. Um, and I'll give you a brief overview of what gray is today. And then if you want a more in-depth observation, um, information on what gray is, you can just listen to that episode whenever it is released. Um, but yeah, when he said, oh, you look mentally exhausted, I was like, you know what, I feel like there's some gray in my aura. You know, sometimes I see them, sometimes I feel them, sometimes I just know. And I was just like, I just know. There's a lot of gray happening here. I feel like I'm really overthinking things. And whenever there has been any gray in my aura, I've always done either an aura, I didn't call it this before, but I've always done an aura healing. You know, I've always talked it out. I've always, you know, pulled some cards to, you know, take a look at, you know, what was going on. And so for me, gray kind of shows up when I'm overthinking things. And today I noticed that my overthinking aligned with a lot about what I was reflecting upon during eclipse season, you know, around again, the great conjunction, winter solstice, you know, again, all of these big energies happening in December. And I was really reflecting upon surrender. So today we are going to be looking at the aura of surrender, and this was a little bit of a longer intro, but it's a, again, aura healings are, have a little bit more of a personal touch to them. So, um, but before we do that, I always like to open every single episode by just, you know, closing my eyes, 
setting up the space. So that just means setting the intention, you know, calling in whatever I want to call in. Um, and you can do the same if you feel called to. I, again, my intention is to kind of look at, you know, surrender, you know, what that means to me. That's been something that periodically just like comes around and floats around in my head. And again, surrender is one of those big energies where I feel like even if you think you nail it at one point and you're like, I understand what surrender is, there's always more to explore. So that's what we are going to be exploring today through the aura. So now I'm going to take a couple of just close my eyes, take a couple of deep breaths, and then we will dive into the aura reading. Okay, perfect. Let's take a look at surrender. So the first card associated with surrender is the mask and the mask. Like I said, there will be an entire episode dedicated to the mask and gray. Um, But yes, the mask appears as gray in the aura. It's the only card that appears as gray in the aura. So usually what that means, it means a lot of things, actually. And uh, again, definitely listen to that podcast episode. It's a little bit shorter, but it really covers um, a lot of important information about gray. Um, Gray is very interesting. So with all of the other archetype colors, they are associated with seven different archetypes. Gray is the only one that is associated with one color. So when gray shows up in the aura, again, for me personally, it is associated with a little bit of overthinking. And usually I not only pay attention to the mask, but where, again, where is the mask in the aura and what is it kind of like, what is its partner? So the um the aura, the way I understand the aura, it's like a collection of anywhere from two to about, ooh, what is that, 12? Math, math while you're talking. Um, yeah, anywhere from two to 12 archetypes, um, depending on, you know, what dimensions I want to read, you know, what information, you know, that I want. So each part of the aura, it, it's compare, it's composed of anywhere from one to six pairs. So like I said, two to 12 archetypes. So I, I always pay attention when gray appears in the aura to what's its partner, and that is the mother. But let, I just want you to keep that in mind. But yeah, let's look at the mask. So the mask, again, the only part, the only um, archetype that is associated with gray. So it's special. Um, they're all special to me in their own way. But the mask is one of those cards, kind of like the self and the shadow, not in this aura, but they all kind of connect to each other. It's one of those cards that really focuses on self-expression. And even though I would say Violet is more of the channeling family and the relationship to God, source, spirit, you know, the divine within yourself, that's kind of the big theme of Violet. Gray And the mask in general has a lot to do with receiving the different dimensions of your self-expression. So the mask has a lot to do with giving a voice to, you know, different dimensions of the spirit, different dimensions of the soul that you are not necessarily used to giving a voice to. So the mask in its light expression, it's revealing new aspects of self. It's, you know, not suppressing. And then the shadow is suppressing them, you know? So the mask in conjunction with the mother 
specifically has to do with, okay, let's give the mother a voice. And again, gray isn't a bad color. There are no bad colors. It's nothing like that. Gray, again, I really love gray because it highlights what it is that you need to pay attention to. So basically it's, it's just like a highlighter. It's the mask in conjunction with the mother is saying, really pay attention to this archetype and the medicine and the love that it really has to offer you as you are thinking about the rest of this aura. So today we are, like I said, the focal point, the intention of this aura specifically is about surrender. And I was just, again, over the past maybe two-ish weeks, you know, really thinking about what does surrender really mean? What does, you know, really, you know, falling in love, really opening up to the love within you, you know, the love within other people, the love within the collective, you know, ooh, what does that really mean? Because I do believe that there is surrender on like three different levels here. Um, And so that's actually, those are the parts of the aura we are going to talk about today. So there's surrender um, on like a personal level. You know, there's surrender in terms of really opening up to the love within you. And the mask is a perfect card for that. Because like I said, the mask is all about, the mask medicine is, again, opening up to different dimensions of yourself that you might not be used to. You know, it's kind of like being an open vessel for however, you know, love wants to move through you at any given point. So the mask and the mother together is kind of calling attention to how can you really open up to the mother's medicine? How can you really open up to, you know, the mother's energy, the mother's wisdom? And the mother is a beautiful card. I remember when I first got this deck and I I was looking at the maiden mother crone um, trio a lot. And I was like, I kind of get the maiden and I feel like I kind of get the crone, but I don't get the mother. And anytime I look at a card and I'm like, I don't get you. I'm like, there's like, there's so many different dimensions to be revealed here. And that's what the mother has really been for me. So the mother translates to the great mother, the source. Um, I love the mother. The mother has taught me a lot just in terms of, for example, I'm playing around with this idea of you know, what if we are one universal cosmic family, you know, and we all come from source, you know, how does that really shape, you know, how we view family in general? And that has been a lot of fun. And a lot of that has come from just sitting with the mother. Um, But the mother is kind of connected to agape. Agape is, you know, devotion to unconditional love. And the mother is kind of like another flavor of unconditional love that I really, really enjoy learning from. When you think about it, you know, we all, if you're here, you had um, like the mother of some sort, you know, you came through the womb, you know, that's just like biology, you know, no matter like how anybody identifies or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it is, however they express themselves, we've all come from the mother, you know, so that's like kind of cool. And what I love about the mother's story is that she's so, I mean, she, whatever, I don't know why she just came through the mother. um, All of these archetypes are like gender free, you know? Um, But what I do love about the mother's story is the mother is just incredibly powerful. The mother has the ability to literally channel human consciousness. Like how cool is that? And has the ability to hold space 
for all forms of consciousness in general, you know? The mother is just such a very, very, very powerful space holder. So what I really love about the mother in conjunction with the mask and, again, really contributing to the theme of, you know, what is really surrender, what is really opening up, a lot of that has to do with the mother and holding space, you know, really holding space for one another. But in this case, holding space for yourself. So like I said, we're going to be looking at surrender in terms of yourself, um, in terms of your relationship with like otherness, um, aka like creation, you know, spirit, others as a an expression of source, and then the collective. So right now we're looking at the personal side. And what this medicine is kind of reminding me of is I feel like right now there's so much out there in terms of, you know, kind of being your own parent. You know, have you ever heard of like reparenting or like, you know, catering or like not catering, but like holding space for kind of like your inner child? Do you, do you like know what I'm talking about there? Well, if you've never heard of it, it's out there. Just like look up inner child and then or like reparenting and then a ton of stuff will pop up for you. But that's what the mother and the mask specifically, it just reminds me of, I don't know why this is coming through. It's like surrendering to who you are, you know? So everything that I said about the mother, the mother is like the ultimate channel. Again, channels like human consciousness, super, super, super powerful, right? Um, the mother is everywhere, you know, channeling, you know, different forms of consciousness and just holding space, you know, for those expression of sorts of source. It's very, very beautiful card. And especially remember what I said about the mask and just kind of being open to how love wants to express through you. So on a personal level, you know, surrender seems to have a lot to do with just surrendering. There's just surrendering to who you are as if you were like embodying the mother, you know, imagine you were, you know, again, no matter, you know, what gender you are, you know, it doesn't literally doesn't matter. These archetypes are literally for everybody. You know, imagine um, you were a parent, you know, of any kind, you know, and you had a child, you know, the mother in this context is saying, you know, whenever you are a parent, you surrender to, you know, whatever that child is and whomever they are going to be, whoever they're going to become, you know, however they are going to express, you kind of acknowledge that they are the, just this like, bundle of infinite possibilities like I'm not a parent but like how cool is that you know so because I've never had that experience I can only kind of imagine and muse about you know what it is that would possibly look like so that's the medicine of the mother you know in the same way you know everything I said about like reparenting and you know the inner child and kind of being your own parent etc cetera, etc cetera, that's what I mean it's kind of imagining and embodying the mother for a moment and then you know looking again also at yourself you know, as that child, as if you were that child, you know, that you just channel through you, you know, into existence and saying, wow, look at this little bundle of infinite possibilities. You know, this, you know, person, aka you, can express anything at any moment, you know, without limitations, without boundaries. You know, one of the shadows of the mother is control. So maybe that's why you know, I have really been um, paying attention to the mother a lot lately because one of my biggest shadows is control. And the mask and the mother and the mother in this context, in this situation, it has a lot to do with releasing 
control over just like who and what you are. So I was listening to um, two separate podcast episodes um, and uh, this guy's amazing. Um, Just amazing podcast host, amazing podcast. If you've never listened to Ancient Wisdom today, Shaman Dirk is amazing. Um, But he was talking about Oh, he was, yeah. Oh, wow. He was great. He gave this really powerful story of how, basically how he just surrendered to himself. So he told this story about how, you know, in his youth, he used to be incredibly homophobic and he couldn't, um, like the his worst nightmare was like being gay. And I'm like paraphrasing here, um, but he tells this story um, quite often. So if you want to look at his recent podcast episodes, it's so fascinating to see Um, But basically, he tells the story of and his transformation of being homophobic to opening up to himself and opening up to his sexuality and basically saying, you know, I'm just an open vessel for however love wants to move through me. And I'm not going to limit myself. I'm not going to control myself by saying I'm like X, Y, Z. I think he calls himself like soul sexual or something right now, which I also think is really cool. Because again, I've talked about this with like, ooh, what is it? There's like an archetype in here where I've found that labels, you can use labels in an empowering way or a disempowering way. But I think there was an episode on that. I'm not really sure what it is. But again, his story is just, it was so beautiful. I love hearing when he tells that story because that's the mask. You know, the mask is being open to, again, how does love want to move through me? It's an it's one of those, I mean, I feel like they all, all the archetypes, when I think about it, they're incredibly present. Um, and that's the example he gives, you know, he kind of gives this example of saying, I'm just an open vessel, you know? So if I, you know, if I feel, you know, just in like completely inspired, you know, to be with this person, I'm not going to not be with them because they look this way. Um, they identify this way or because I identify this way, X, Y, Z, I'm just open, you know? So, When the mother is in her light, she's very open. She's an open channel and she's just totally accepting, you know, she's loving. You know, the mother is one of those cards, again, tied to this story of unconditional love, but it's like the, it's kind of like the challenge of love. Like how much can you love? Like how much can you really expand into love, you know? So it's like a, it's a little bit different than agape, but it has, it's just such a powerful medicine. So that's surrender just in terms of, you know, on a personal level, you know, really opening up, falling in love with yourself, but just really opening up to how love wants to express, how love wants to move through you. That's the mask and the mother. So I'm sure we will kind of return to that. But again, just like holding, again, the mother holding space for yourself holding space for your self-expression and not trying to control and limit, you know, whatever it is that you feel inspired to do. So if you are feeling a certain expression coming through or you're feeling like a certain medicine or you're feeling, you know, you want to do this one day, like I am this one day or I am that, that's what this medicine is. It's saying that you have the permission to evolve through love at any moment. You have the permission to express love however you want to. And when I say love, I mean just like, unconditional love, um, creation, you know, that life that's inside of you. You have the permission to express life 
in any which way you want to because we are literally a little bundle of infinite possibilities. And the only one, again, on a surrender, just on a personal level, the only one that can really, I guess, stop you is you. And that's, again, that is the mask. You know, the mask highlights what we might be blocking and especially within like the personal aura. Right now, that's like highlighting what I might be blocking, you know, for myself. Like nobody's blocking it but me. So let's move to... So we talked about surrender, you know, what is that, you know, really loving, you know, really opening up, you know, what does that mean, you know, to also just like let go a little bit, like what does that mean on a personal level? Now we can look at it, you know, in like shared spaces. So that's with, I think of it, um, I interpret the shared aura as like the section where it reflects my relationship with God, source, unconditional love, creation, but it's also others, you know, just like interpersonal relationships, others as expressions of God, source, creation, etc. And we have the stone and the cave. And I find it interesting that the cave in this is in this section of the aura because that's also a very personal card, you know, so that should be interesting. Um, but the stone, the stone is one of those cards with a very simple message. Um what I really like about, you know, surrender, especially within the shared, the stone surrender and this, yeah, <laughs> what was I saying? Um, the stone uh, in the shared part of the aura with respect to surrender. That's why there's so many S's there. Um, basically, the medicine I got from that when I kind of looked at it was that's a lot to do with surrendering to the eternal dimension within everybody and acknowledging that. And that really does depend on, you know, what you believe in. So, you know, take that with, you know, whatever you will. Um, but the stone story is that we all have like an eternal aspect of self. You know, we all have a like an aspect of self that has witnessed, you know, the great shifts in life, the great shifts, you know, on this planet. Um, imagine like a stone that's just like, you know, even though it might have changed form, like imagine like a stone at like the bottom of a river, um, I mean, this stone might be disappearing a little bit faster, um, but it does change. You know, a stone at the bottom of the river, there's like erosion. And then it's, you know, again, it's being eroded away, you know, maybe whittled down to like a grain of salt. Um, not salt, sand. I don't know why I said salt, but it's not gone. You know, the stone might change form over time, but it's still there. It's still present. And even like a large stone in the bottom of a river, I'm pretty sure it takes a while for it to actually completely erode away. But if anything, I'm pretty sure it just becomes a part of the river, you know, just again, as like a grain of sand in the bed of the river at one point. That's basically the stone. Imagine that you're just the stone just chilling in the river and the river is moving, it's shifting, it's changing over time. And so are you, but you're just there absorbing and witnessing it all. That's the stone within us. It's, you know, it's the anchor. It's the eternal part of ourselves that has been here, you know, for a very long time, has just been witnessing the changes, but allows you to be very grounded. That's the stone. So I find that there's like a, because I was actually thinking about that, you know, the other day. Um, I, I've been thinking about, or yeah, just... I guess overthinking partially, which is why there's some gray in here. 
And then also just receiving messages on like, you know, what what does surrender really mean to me? And a big part of that did have to do with, you know, everybody does have that eternal aspect of self within them that you're always interacting with. And I don't know, I found a very simplistic beauty in that. So let me say that again. You know, a big part of, you know, with respect to like the shared aura and just like interpersonal relationships and, you know, interacting with people, basically a large part of surrender for me and the way that I understand it is the understanding that we are all interacting with each other as different forms of source, as different forms of unconditional love. We all have that eternal aspect to ourselves that's always kind of witnessing one another change, you know? So in our interpersonal relationships, whether that's like your family, your friendships, or some person you meet at the grocery store, it's literally all the same. We all have like the stone archetype within us. You know, we're all just witnessing and watching one another and, you know, holding this space of unconditional love for one another You know, even as things change, even as we change, even as we move, we all have this eternal aspect of self. So that was just like a download that came through one day. And I definitely wanted to, you know, put in this podcast. But then there's also the cave. And again, the cave is a really internal card, but I think it fits really well with the shared aspect of the aura here. And here's why. The cave has a lot to do with you know, really exploring, you know, the soul, really exploring the spirit, you know, what crystals, what treasures are within the cave, you know, really getting quiet, really getting still. It's a lot of, you know, self-reflection, self-contemplation. And so the cave and the stone together, it's one of those card combinations. And this happens a lot with the ocean, not in this aura, but it's just like another good example of where when you know your own depth, you can appreciate it within other people. So the cave is kind of like the more you touch in on that eternal aspect of yourself, so that's like the stone, the more you can really understand what that means within other people. So one of the reasons why I was really excited to talk about surrender today, it was not only, you know, as medicine for myself, but I wanted to remind everybody that, you know, there was a point in time where, again, people would say something like, would say like the word surrender. And I would be like, what does that even mean? You can't see my face right now, but I was just like imitating my confused face, uh, throwing up my hands in the air. But that's what I would do. Anytime anybody would say like, or I would hear on like a podcast or like anything like a couple of years ago, like you need to surrender to this or surrender is this or like blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I would throw my hands up in the air and be like, what do you mean? You know, I want to like shake them and be like, what do you mean? What is, what is that like? What does surrender really mean? And that is also a part of the cave in the stone, you know? Oh, I didn't realize like on a third dimensional level, I'm pretty sure there are tons of stones in the cave um, or that they kind of go together. Or the cave is made of stone. Um, but I think that, you know, those two just highlight this important message that, you know, really surrendering to the God within another person, the creation within another per- within another person, the source within another person, like all of this is great in theory, 
but you need to kind of take the journey for yourself. And as cheesy as it sounds, that's kind of the medicine. That is the medicine. You know, one of the dimensions of the medicine of the cave, you know, that's coming through right now. And that's really, really important because I can sit here and I can just I could talk for hours. Seriously, you know, I've definitely done it, you know, just like with myself. I could talk for hours about, you know, the stone and the eternal aspect of self that we all have within us. But that's like a bunch of mumbo jumbo and just like kind of useless unless you know it for yourself. So that's whenever the cave appears in an aura, I'm like, okay, there's something in here. There's an aspect of this aura where it's like you need to know for yourself and you need to go within within yourself. Yeah, go within, you know, for yourself. And I mean, I guess that's always important, but it definitely appears in those auras where it's like especially important. And I do think that surrender is one of those times just because it is one of those, you know, big themes, big energies where it can mean so many things to so many different people, but that's not what matters. It's a very personal experience. And that's the cave, you know, really understanding that eternal aspect of, you know, all those shared experiences, all of those shared spaces. So understanding the eternal aspect within like your parents or the rest, any member of your family or your friends or your loved ones, you know, anybody or strangers, that's a really personal experience. And that's not something that anybody can just teach you, you know, how to do. It's not something that anybody can just hand you, you know, it begins understanding like the eternal aspect of, you know, others, you know, loved ones, strangers, et cetera. That begins with you. So that's why I'm excited that the cave is here, you know, in conjunction with the stone, because, you know, to really understand that dynamic of surrendering to the eternal within yourself and within others, others as expressions of source, it really, it really does begin with you. <laughs> Sorry, my voice just cracked. You and your own self-exploration, exploration. So I really like that part of the medicine because, again, you know, this is all, like I said earlier, the medicine that we give to ourselves in some way is also simultaneously, you know, medicine for the collective because we are all just, you know, connected in that very mysterious, very cosmic way. So every single aura reading that, you know, I do, even though it's medicine for me, I always like to encourage you to like find your own way you know so even if I say like a bunch of things you agree with that's great but still find your own way and then like if you disagree with everything and you're still somehow listening that's also great it still inspires you to kind of figure it out on your own and the cave again it's a very personal um it's like a solo mission you know you're not taking anybody else into the cave with you again self-reflection self-contemplation you know what can you really explore within your cave you know what is there, you know, for you personally to discover, it's not for anybody else to ever really see or understand. So I really like that layer. So we have surrender on like a personal level, you know, again, just surrendering to how love wants to move through you and through your self-expression. And then we have the shared aspect of surrender, which is surrendering to the eternal aspect within everyone. You know, it's just this, for me, that download just like really comforted me, just the understanding that, 
you know, the same eternal aspect within me is within everybody else. And we're all kind of like watching each other and we're all not in like a really creepy way, um, but we're all just kind of witnessing. That's probably a better word. We're all just kind of witnessing each other in the spirit of unconditional love. So that's the shared. And then, okay, well, this is actually so beautiful. I mean, it all is. Um, but then we have surrender on like a collective level, which I think is interesting. And this is the starborn and the shaman. So the starborn, I love this story. It's a really fun story. The starborn, I mentioned some like astrology just in terms of like eclipse season and, you know, the great conjunction. And I really don't even know what's happening in the sky right now. Just again, a lot of big energies, a lot of big shifts, you know, especially before the end of 2020. Um, but the starborn, you know, brings in that kind of classic story of astrology that the moment that we are born, the stars and the planets are, you know, all aligned in a very specific position. And that's kind of like a blueprint, you know, that's like a blueprint of your spirit in a very special and a very unique way. And, you know, looking at how the planets and the stars and how they all interact you know, that can say a lot about not only maybe your personality, but, you know, your soul's mission. You know, it's it's like a fun story. So the Starborn is very fun. It's very, you know, lighthearted energy. Um, you don't have to necessarily believe in, you know, astrology to kind of understand the message of the Starborn. It's more, and I love the Starborn within the collective aura, it's more of the idea that we all kind of, not only do our spirits maybe have like some sort of blueprint or maybe have something to do, you know, on this planet, but we're all kind of playing our part within the collective puzzle. So whether you translate that narrative into astrology or numerology or auras or um, what else is there? There's so many others like human design, you know, those kinds of languages, you know, there's a, what I like to call starborn languages, something that explains you know, your spirit in terms of, you know, what are you meant to do in a, you know, just like a fun multidimensional way that you can continue to explore. Um, that's the starborn, you know, and I love the starborn within the collective aura, especially with the, within just the context of surrender, because what it says is no matter what language it is that you want to translate the starborn's energy into, like, for example, I don't necessarily really look at astrology, more of an aura person, you know, myself. I mean, you can translate that into any way, no matter what language you use. It's the understanding that, you know, if you believe that your spirit can be kind of captured, you know, in that, you know, multidimensional, you know, story, you know, narrative way, so can everybody else's. And the starborn it's one of those cards that kind of calls you to reevaluate, like, what's my gift? You know, just in terms of like the collective, you know, what's my gift? What's kind of like my offering, you know, and not necessarily like something outside of you, but it's kind of like you are the gift, you know? So you in all of your multidimensional beauty, your multidimensional spirit, that is the gift. So it's kind of like, you know, when you're born, you are the gift to the earth, you know, whatever it is that you've come here to express, whatever it is that you've come here to do, that's the starborn. And I think it's such a beautiful energy because what is it, what it does is it acknowledges that, 
you know, we are all just like gifts walking around, you know, interacting with one another, you know, highlighting the different dimensions of whatever gifts we have to offer, you know, as we interact with it, with one another, you know, we all came here with, you know, certain energies, you know, certain strengths, you know, certain forms of love just embedded and woven into our being that we can offer, you know, and that's the starborn. So, um, for example, like, uh, I'll just give a personal one. It's always easier to do that. Um, so I said, I wouldn't necessarily translate the starborn's energy into astrology, but I could, or, um, I could do it in aura. So for me, I'm like a Leo sun, right? That's, that's like a part of my gift. That's like one dimension. I'm like a Leo sun. I am a Pisces moon. That's another one. So that's like saying you, you're just offering who you are, you know? So I'm offering my Leo sun. I'm offering my Pisces moon, or I am offering the yellow, you know, that is in my aura, or I'm offering the orange. That's the starborn, you know? It's offering, you know, all of these energies to kind of contribute to the collective or contribute to the collective aura healing, you know? And then just in terms of, you know, surrender, it has, it kind of wraps the personal and the shared aspect of the aura a little bit together. So remember when I said the personal, you know, part of the aura was just like surrendering to the self, you know, surrendering to, you know, your self-expression, being just extremely open, being open, you know, with respect to what it, whatever expression you are inspired to <laughs> express. I feel like I'm saying that a lot. Um, but what, yeah, whatever dimension of yourself, you know, you need to express at any given moment, you know, you feel inspired to do so, that's the personal part of this aura. And then the shared part is, you know, really understanding that eternal aspect of you that's always witnessing and interacting with everybody else. And then, you know, again, surrendering to that witness is within everybody else kind of looking out for you. That's the shared part. And then I feel like the Starborn really wraps those two messages together in a really tight bow to say that, you know, we are all unique expressions of source. We're all like looking out for each other and we're all like working together on some level. A lot of I remember when I was like, just, I think I was like writing one day, you know, again, with the mother, I was like playing around with that concept of, you know, if we are all one universal family, like, you know, what is all the healing that can come from that? And I realized, you know, a lot of my earliest downloads, earliest inner visions, a lot of them had to do with like teamwork. And a lot of them had to do with like, we are all on the same team. And then eventually I just, you know, instead of using the word team, just started using the word universal family, you know? So all downloads in that respect are very, you know, near and dear to my heart. Um, and that's a lot of what the imaginal space is. You know, it's a lot of, we are all one universal family. We all have different energies um, and different expressions of those energies to contribute. So even though, you know, my main aura colors are like yellow and orange. I'm sure there's like 12 of them. I'm sure somebody else is also like a yellow and an orange, but nobody is expressing yellow and orange in the same way that I am. You know, we are all very uniquely, infinitely dimensionally complex, you know, beings, which is, you know, really, really cool. And so we bring that 
into the collective. And so what the Starborn reminded me of in that moment was one of my first downloads. It was like, or, you know, I'm sure I got many, but I just wasn't paying attention, you know, at the time. It reminds me of one of my earliest downloads that we all were all supporting one another. You know, we're all coming together. We are all, you know, different expressions of source, you know, and this is, you know, definitely different words than I would have used at the time, you know, that brings something to this universal family. And it's like, and it does echo the message of like, you need to surrender to yourself so that you can offer, you know, whatever it is so that you can really offer your full self to the collective aura, you know? It's the personal and the shared, you know, together really ask us to honor that we are, you know, all expressions of source, just like witnessing one another. And we have this, you know, divinity and this, you know, energetic um, humanity. You know, we have all of these different dimensions to ourselves. We have, yeah, we have, I guess, the creation within us, you know, the source within us. Um, We have kind of like the bridge between the two and the bridge is another um that is actually a card in this aura um we kind of have the bridge you know between the two you know all of those narratives all of those languages like i said numerology auras astrology human design all of those are kind of like bridges you know they are languages to you know express and you know get creative and explore you know the mystery within And then, you know, we have how we express as humans and, you know, all that kind of comes together in a fun way, you know, with the message of the starborn, which is to say all of those different dimensions, all of those different aspects of self, you know, a lot of surrender is channeling exactly who you are, being incredibly present. Number one, channeling exactly who you are, being present with exactly who you are and, you know, wherever you need to be in any given moment and how love moves through you. And then also, once you can do that and really understand, you know, how you do that on a personal level, trusting that, you know, everybody else around you is doing the same, you know, so it's kind of like you're always in the right place at the right time. You're always interacting with, you know, whomever you really need to interact with. And we're all on a soul level, on an unconditional love level, on a spirit level, on a creation level. We're all supporting one another. And that's the starborn within the collective aura. And then we also have the shaman. And the shaman is a card. um, Again, it's one of my, it's one that I'm like always, I'm always learning about all of them. But right now in particular, I'm learning like in a little beginning, like a little season with the shaman. The shaman is one of those cards that actually unites three energies and those come together to create the shaman. So it's the mentor which, you know, just to kind of like not go too deep into all of them, but the mentor is essentially being your own like channel and being your own teacher, you know? Whenever the mentor comes through in an aura reading, it's basically saying, you know, you might have gone as far as you can go. And it depends on, you know, what's the subject of the aura reading or, you know, what is that, what is the mentor in conjunction with? Um, you've kind of gone as far as you can, you know, learning from other people. It's time to learn from yourself, learn from spirit, channel from source, you know, whatever it is that you want to call it. So the mentor is like finding the teacher within, essentially. And then you have the healer. And the healer 
is the one that helps everybody to remember. So if you've ever heard anything about like awakening and like, you know, all that good stuff, that's the healer. You know, it's the one that remembers who they are. And, you know, in in my language, it's the one that remembers who they are as unconditional love. And they are also helping other people to remember who they are as unconditional love. And then you have the unseen. And like I said, the bridge and the unseen are the last two energies in this aura that we're going to talk about after the shaman. Or actually, I didn't even notice this. The bridge, the shaman, and the unseen, those are all like, that's interesting. Okay, well, I guess we can just talk about them all together um, because their narratives really do go together. Um, But the unseen, it's like, it's like the spirit world. It's what the unseen translates into it has infinite different forms and the unseen is such a beautiful archetype. So you might understand the unseen as color or I guess I do, you know? Um, Yeah. So I understand the unseen as color and I understand the unseen as like archetypes, you know, those kinds of energies, you know, some people might understand the unseen as like ancestors or spirits or other extra dimensional beings like ghosts or, um, you know, extraterrestrials or angels Um, or just other spirit, you know, guardians and allies, animal allies, plant allies. There's so many different dimensions and expressions of the unseen. But the shaman is like the bridge. It's the bridge between the everyday and the sacred. It's the bridge between the third dimensional world and the spirit world. So that's why I was like, hmm, the shaman. And then we have the bridge and the unseen. You know, what does that really have to do with surrender? And what I love about the shaman is the shaman as an archetype just works with everything, you know, and it understands its role, you know, within every aspect of this world. So, again, the shaman knows how to find the teacher, you know, from within, you know, either learning from yourself or learning from the source within, you know, the shaman is just like. It's such an independent archetype. It's such a leader, you know, and um, the shaman shows up as indigo, which um, again, to avoid confusion, I was like trying to avoid, you know, talking too much about the color since the introduction to aura color series isn't completely finished yet. Um, But indigo does have a lot to do with, you know, being a leader and being a visionary. So that is the shaman. The shaman is 100% the visionary. And the shaman is one of those archetypes that understands that it has everything that it needs within itself. So if you have the mentor, um, you know how to learn from yourself and you know how to guide yourself and you know how to learn from spirit. You have the healer. You remember who you are. You remember, you know, whom everybody else is and you remember, you know, what it is that you're here to do. And then you have, again, the unseen, which is you are also guided by the infinite nature of this world, the spirit world, infinite possibilities, you know? So in terms of, you know, surrender and again, surrender really, you know, falling in love with yourself, falling in love with the world, you know, really, and that's also opening up to the love within yourself, opening up to the love within others and opening up to the love within the world. The shaman is the visionary, just in terms of opening up to the love that the world has to offer. You know, everything is a guide. Everything, every dimension, every aspect of this world is a guide, is a teacher. 
um, every single aspect of this world, you know, is created from unconditional love and is the opportunity, you know, or holds the opportunity and the potential and the possibility to remind you about just who you are. And then not only that, you know, for the physical world, but that applies, everything that I just said applies also, you know, within the unseen. So the shaman is a be- is a beautiful card, especially, um, you know, within surrender within the collective aura of surrender, because what that's saying is, you know, I've been talking a lot about people, you know, the personal aura, just in terms of, you know, again, channeling yourself, channeling your being, holding space for the love within yourself and the infinite possibility, and then shared, you know, opening up to the eternity within others and understanding that they are witnessing you as you are witnessing them, you know, I've talked a lot about people, especially again with the starborn, you know, that's a, another people story, you know? So this has been a very human centered reading thus far. And so whenever, you know, cards like the shaman or maybe the animal, not in this one, but it's kind of the same thing, um, or, you know, the unseen really show up, it reminds, it reminds me in just like a very humble way, you know, especially within the collective aura this universal family is not just our human family. You know, it's our animal family. It's our plant family. It is our seen and our unseen family. That's what it was. The shaman is the bridge between the seen and unseen aspects of this world. So shaman is a very beautiful card. Again, it's a visionary just in terms of how can we connect, you know, the seen and unseen aspects of this life How can we connect them, you know, bring them all together and be the bridge, you know, as a part of this universal family? So uh, speaking of which, because again, all of their messages do intertwine, the bridge and the unseen are within the rebirth um, section of the aura. So, you know, that's kind of taking all of the information, all the downloads, you know, all the, you know, wisdom from the archetypes thus far you know, how does that rebirth, how we understand, you know, surrender and really opening up? And that's the unseen and the bridge. So again, you know what the unseen is. I kind of explained that to you. The unseen, it's literally just like the mystery. Well, that's more of the riddle, but yeah, the unseen, you know, it's those intangible just those moments when you like receive like a it can be like a vision or it can be like a dream you know it's anything that's a little bit more intangible a little bit more mysterious and you kind of have like your trouble or like some trouble putting your finger on just you know just what it is um but it's like it's whatever unseen elements of your life that are guiding you in some way. So again, the unseen could be like your ancestors or your spirit allies, um, your guardians, your angels, you know, whatever it is, you know, any element of the spirit world that you're kind of in, you know, connection with. And I really love that, you know, the unseen kind of appeared in two ways, just in terms of surrender, because again, it reminds us that this universal cosmic family, it's very vast and it's beyond, it goes, it extends into the unknown. So it's not just, you know, what you see and what you're used to. It's not just about our human family. It's about, you know, our seen and unseen families and the bridge. The bridge The bridge is beautiful. It's magic. It's like, it's all about magic. It's all about communication. It's about 
you know, building, yeah, building bridges instead of building walls, not to get too cheesy with it, but that's literally what it means. You know, the bridge has a lot to do with acceptance. You know, it has a lot to do with, you know, when you say yes, um, you are opening, you know, you're opening up to like a dimension and ex- an experience of this life with open arms instead of when you say no, you know, out of like fear or judgment or whatever, you know, that's the bridge. And the bridge is like really special. I can't believe, honestly, that the shaman, the bridge and the unseen, you know, all appeared in one reading because, again, the shaman is such a leader, such a fierce leader, such a visionary, such like a little rebel there. You know, the shaman does what it wants. And, you know, it's always learning from its surroundings and just, again, remembering and awakening different dimensions of love within it, you know, with the healer, you know, within its surroundings. And that's a lot of just, again, surrendering to what the world has to offer you, you know, around you, whether that's, you know, um, you know, as a teacher, as a healer, you know, and then the unseen within them too, you know, and you know what I love about the shaman? So the shaman reminds us that within, again, every dimension of this experience, whether it's a person, whether it's a plant, whether it's an animal, or whether it is a spirit, every single one of those, they have a teacher, they have, or like a dimension of source as a teacher, um, they have the healer, you know, a part of them that will help you remember. And then they have an unseen aspect of self, you know? So the shaman reminds us that everywhere we go, like, let's just say with a person. So a per- a person's like an easy example, but this kind of goes for everybody. So, or everything and everyone. So if I'm like talking to my sister or something like that, we can do a seen and unseen example. But yeah, if I'm like just having it, or you know what, I can just use my friend, you know, my friend from, I use my sister a lot, so I'm going to mix it up. Remember the friend I told you about at the very beginning of this podcast episode? Um, we were hanging out. He was like, you just look tired or mentally exhausted. I don't know which one, but you just, you know, you look a little tired there. And I absolutely was. Um, but that person, that person has been so revealing in so many areas of my life. So they're a good example. You know, so like I said, they have done so much just in terms of, you know, I've learned so much from their human expression, um, from his spirit. You know, that's the mentor. Again, what's so interesting about the mentor, and I'll talk about this on like a different episode, is that the mentor inspires you to be your own teacher. So what I, when I say that, I've definitely said this before, you know, I believe that we all have the same unconditional love, you know, creation, source, spirit, we're all made of the same stuff, you know? So the love within me is within, you know, this person. So, you know, the mentor really challenges us when we want to learn from something. It's like, learn from yourself. So that means, you know, learn from source, but learn from not only the source within you, but within other people. So learning, so the mentor, just in terms of being your own teacher, being your own teacher is the same thing as learning from the source within another person because source is you. So you're still learning about you just like in a different form. Hopefully that makes sense. Don't overthink it too much. Um, But yeah, that's, you know, one third of the shaman's energy. 
is being able to learn from your surroundings. So learning from the source within you that is within others. So that's, you know, the first thing. And then there's the healer aspect of the shaman. So, you know, that same person that was like, oh, you look tired. Um, there's also, you know, everybody also has the healer within them. So everybody is an opportunity to, you know, remember something about yourself as unconditional love. Remember something about your soul. Remember something about your spirit. That's also the shaman. So you can learn from them. You can remember who you are, you know, when you interact with them. And then there's the unseen. And this is where it's so beautiful, so mysterious. And that depends on, you know, how you receive the unseen. So for instance, you know, if you believe in like that you have like spirit guides or something, you can learn. And, you know, we are all quantum beings. And this is, again, where it gets a little dicey to try and explain it with words. But my spirit guides are inside of me and inside of, you know, this person because we are quantum beings and we all have unconditional love within us. So and I wrote a piece about this, about how, you know, we have the spirit world within us. You know, again, unconditional love, you know, everything I was saying about the mother earlier, we have infinite possibilities within us. So we have so within us, we contain, you know, all the entire spirit world, you know, all of our souls, like everything. The universe is literally within us. It's just expressing in, you know, one third dimensional way. But um, going back to this example, you know, if the unseen to me appears as like spirit guides, you know, my spirit guides are with me and they are within him, you know, so that could be your description of the unseen or, you know, for me, the unseen is translated into auras so I can learn from, you know, his aura or his, you know, soul, his spirit. I can learn from his spirit guides, mine, you know, whatever. That's the unseen. And that's where it gets really creative. And I really love the unseen. It's a very healing card. It's a green card. I believe the episode about green was, um, that was released. So like, yeah, I can talk about that. Green is all about healing. And the unseen and the bridge are both green. And I find it beautiful that the rebirth part of the aura with respect to surrender is it's all about healing and different forms of healing and healing through connection. And what I didn't realize, you know, surrender, I always thought was something that kind of happened in a vacuum. I don't know why I thought that. And again, this kind of goes back to the cave. You kind of got to figure out, you know, what does surrender really mean to you? Because I can just say a bunch of craziness and, you know, and none of it feels like it applies to you. But again, I would hope that would just inspire you to kind of figure it out, you know, on your own. But I didn't realize how much surrender for me, you know, really loving and really opening up to the world. I didn't realize how much that had to do with, you know, making connections to the unseen aspects of this world and everything that it has to offer. And that's why the shaman, the bridge, and the unseen, those bring together just a very special unified message, you know, especially, you know, moving from the collective to the rebirth, you know, section of this aura. Because what it reminds you is, again, there is a teacher, there is a healer, and an unseen aspect of, you know, every single form, every single life form that you interact with. Like, I just explained it within a person. 
Um, but like, let's just say a dream. You know, I really love looking at dreams. Dreams are, you know, incredibly healing for me. So that's another good example. Um, dreams, there's so much wisdom, so much information within dreams. That's the mentor. There's so much healing within dreams. Dreams can do a lot to awaken different unknown aspects of unconditional love within you. That's the healer within the dream. And then the dream is seen and unseen inherently because you do, I guess, you do dream. So you do see the dream in some ways, but there are so many different dimensions and aspects to dreams that are so mysterious and so unknown and unseen that they're like simultaneously seen and unseen. It's very interesting. But like for me, dreams have auras. And then there's so many mysterious, you know, archetypal energies within dreams and spirits, you know, et cetera, that you can learn from. Every single thing that you interact with has those three aspects. And I I just, I find it so inspiring that that is a huge part of this conversation surrounding surrender. So the way that I guess, I guess I can kind of wrap it up now, you know, surrender does have a lot to do with, you know, surrendering, you know, just channeling your own being, like we talked about before, channeling your own being, you know, realizing that, you know, as we all on a personal level, we're all channeling our own beings. We're all kind of witnessing one another and caring for one another and just holding space for one another. But then there's this aspect of, you know, we all have something very unique, you know, to offer one another. And like I said, surrender for me personally does have a lot to do with that we are all one universal family and we're all not only surrendering to the love within ourselves and how it expresses, but also the multidimensional, you know, expression of love that we all carry, you know? So in the same way that everybody is like a teacher, a healer, and has an unseen aspect of self, I'm the same for somebody else. And so surrender, it it's no surprise to me that surrender has a lot to do with connection through the bridge. You know, again, making connections between, you know, what some people wouldn't make connections between. Yeah, okay. So basically the shaman, again, it's one of those, it's a very independent, you know, vision holder, um, experimental, one of those experimental energies, it's, it's an indigo, you know, and that's what indigo is. It's not afraid to experiment. It's not afraid of the unknown. It's like a little rebel. It's not afraid to do and go where other people haven't gone. And that is a part of the story of the shaman. The shaman isn't afraid to make connections between what other people wouldn't make yeah, make where other people wouldn't make those connections. It will go into the unknown and bring something back. It's not afraid, you know, to develop a relationship with the unseen. And ultimately, the shaman, especially within the collective aura, the shaman is key, you know, in building, you know, and really connecting our universal family. Our universal family already exists. It's already there. The shaman within us is active in making those different connections in our own way, in our own time, and really understanding, you know, how we are all connected to one another. And so that's what surrender is to me. You know, it has a lot to do with, you know, realizing that we are all supported by one another. You know, we are all, you know, in embodying our multidimensional expressions with like the starborn. We are all supporting one another in a lot of multidimensional, you know, seen and unseen ways. And that's what I find very beautiful 
It's just the understanding that none of us are alone. And I know that, again, I, I, I don't know why. I really thought that surrender was, I mean, it is a very personal, um, intimate, you know, vulnerable, you know, experience. Don't get me wrong. It does happen on a personal level. I just didn't realize until now how much, you know, really surrendering, really opening up to the love that you have to offer and that everything has to offer within you. It's not just on a personal level. It's on a shared level. You know, so again, realizing that we have that to offer within our interpersonal relationships and interactions, but also really on a collective level that we're all here for one another. We're all here to support one another in those seen and unseen ways. And here's the thing. The more you can make those connections, the more you can really open up to the unseen, the more that becomes more natural. So for me, you know, the unseen, I said it has many forms like ancestors, you know, spirit allies, you know, um, I said ancestors already. So angels, um, whatever, you know, for me, really opening up to the unseen that and this is where this is like the key part of the unseen. So it kind of showed up twice. It showed up as a part of the shaman and then it showed up, you know, in its own right in the rebirth part of the aura. Surrender is very mysterious, opening up in the same way. And that's why I said surrender, you know, falling in love, really opening up to love. Surrender is just as mysterious as falling in love. You know, we don't really know if you've, I've been in love before. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I made that weird. We've all fallen in love, fallen in love before. It's a very human thing. It's a very sacred experience. Um, or we haven't all done it before, depending on who's listening if you have, and if you haven't, you will, you know, again, human experience, uh, very beautiful, very sacred one, but very, very human and divine at the same time, very mysterious. Um, but if you've ever been in love before, remember, can you remember like how you fell in love or like when you realized you were in love or anything like that? Oh, I don't know. It's very, very intangible, you know, and it's very mysterious, you know, how we fall in love, you know, why we are in love. Ooh. Well, that's interesting. You know what? I was just thinking, because I was thinking about this a lot the other day, um, just like what it really means to fall in love and, you know, why we do and, you know, how I feel like it does. It has all. And again, I very, very much believe in God. I very much believe in unconditional love. I very much believe in spirit. I do believe that there is this element of this unseen element of falling in love where it's like, you're meant to fall in love with different dimensions and different expressions of God, you know, source and spirit at some time. And we're all falling in love in different ways with different aspects of our, of our universal family. And that just has a lot to do with surrender to me. But what I was going to say earlier was that, again, I like to use surrender. Whenever I talk about surrender, I also like to talk about falling in love and what does like love mean because they are both mysterious and big forces in the same way. Kind of in the same way that like in and it's also yeah, surrender, falling in love, God, those all kind of fall under the same umbrella because it's one of those things that you kind of I'm a feeler, so I just feel it. It's one of those things that you feel, but you or I feel. Maybe you see it, maybe you uh, know it. Sometimes I do actually see it and know it or hear it or something like that. You know, whatever way in which you perceive or however way you know in which you observe God, it's you know, it's neither here nor there. There's no right or wrong way to do that. 
Um, just like the mother's message, there's no right or wrong way to observe and hold space for the God within you. So, um, but yeah, those all really go together because they're all so mysterious and they are all so unseen. Um, and speaking of the unseen, so that's what I was going to say was, you know, the unseen appears to us, I believe, in a really specific way that has to do with like surrender and opening up a bit. So I remember when I was like first kind of playing around with the unseen and, you know, what does that mean to me? Um, And I was like, I was really overwhelmed by like the concept of the spirit world in general. I was like, I don't really know how to connect. And I was like trying a bunch of different ways. I was like, do I meditate like this? Do I close my eyes like this? Do I leave one eye open? Do I sit in this garden? Do I face the sun at 47 degrees, like east or whatever. And I'm just making stuff up. You know, I was like, is there a specific way to connect to this spirit world? Like, you know, what does that mean? And I recently just did an exploration with the unseen where I realized that, you know, some people do connect to the unseen, you know, with respect to their ancestors. Some people do connect to it, you know, with angels or their, you know, animal guardians and plant and whatever. And For me, you know, a big part of really exploring the unseen was opening up to the medicine from my spirit babies. Because let me tell you something. At one point, I was like, that's crazy, you know? And then also auras, you know? I was like, that's also crazy, you know? And that was a judgment. And that's echoing the message of the mother and the mask, you know, especially like wrapping that back with the unseen. You want to, the mother and the mask, being open to how love moves through you. Also being open to how you connect to the unseen. Because I was like, I always, and this is where, again, surrender, love, opening up. It does. I'm glad the mother is in this aura because a shadow of the mother is, again, controlling, limiting, you know, polarizing, you know, right versus wrong, whatever. When really there is no right or wrong way to connect to or to channel the unseen, the spirit world, whatever, and that just the also a shadow side of the mother has to do with judgment, you know. Um, but yeah, where was I? All of these are really, really big themes and they can all be, you know, incredibly overwhelming. But there is like a very simple beauty in it when you kind of just open up to what you already know. So everything that I was just yammering on about, you know, about like, spirit world and, you know, different forms of the unseen and, you know, what does that really mean to you? You know, really paying attention to, you know, your just natural connection can be incredibly healing. Like I said, the unseen and the bridge, they are both from the green family. So a lot of surrender does have a lot to do with like healing. And you know what? That actually ties, ooh, hmm, that ties really well into what I was saying all the way at the beginning of this podcast episode. So do you remember when I was saying, you know, I haven't done an aura healing in a really long time. And the aura healing series was birthed in the spirit of me being my own healer. And that's green. Green is a large, large part of green is being your own healer. And again, paying attention to what heals you. And that will, that will naturally like heal the collective aura just because again, we are all connected. So a big part of, you know, the unseen and the bridge and the shaman is um, it's paying attention to what really heals you, you know, 
a wall, especially with the unseen and the bridge, because those are green. So paying attention to what connections, you know, how your connections to the unseen, you know, building bridges between the seen and unseen worlds, you know, what really heals you and then going from there. And that has a lot to do with surrender because the way in which I interpreted, you know, surrender in the past when I was like very much just exploring it for the first time. And I was like, I, I don't really know, you know, what this means for me on a personal level. I just interpret it as like surrendering to God, surrendering to, um, what is it? <laughs> surrendering to just like a higher power in general, um, no matter whether that's like the universe or creation or the mystery or consciousness or however it is that you want to label it. I was just, I always thought, okay, surrendering is just understanding that God kind of takes care of everything. And, you know, that's that. What I learned today, and this is again, the cave really going within is that we all find our kind of different flavors of surrender in the same way that we all have our different flavor of connecting to the unseen. You know, we have our own, all have our own way, mysterious ways of really falling in love and really opening up to the world of love or the love that this world really has to offer. So again, for me, you know, surrender has a lot to do with surrendering to the love within myself, the love that is within, you know, our interpersonal, you know, relationships and interactions, and then the love that is within the collective, you know, and surrendering to those unspecifically, you know, with the unseen and the bridge, kind of building those connections and then making a connection to, you know, the unseen within myself, you know, other people, places, whatever is in, you know, those shared interactions. And then, you know, again, within the collective. So it's a very, like I said, surrender is very, very personal. Again, the cave. Um, but I think that's pretty good. I think that's good for today. You know, if anything, like I said, surrender, you know, falling in love, really opening up to love, you know, understanding the unseen, those are very personal processes. You know, those are something that nobody can kind of tell you what to do. Again, it's opening up to what you already knew, you know? So at the end of this, you know, as I'm like recording, kind of coming to the end, coming to a close here, I'm like, wow, I'm pretty sure I already knew all of this, you know, just in terms of every concept of we are all uni one universal family. You know, we all have the ability to, you know, show one another, you know, teach just, we all have the ability to guide one another, you know, with the mentor within the shaman. We all have the ability to heal one another, you know, the healer within the shaman. And we all have unseen aspects of self, you know, that we can get really creative with um, and that we can channel and that we can connect to. And then that's, again, highlighting the importance of the bridge one last time, the bridge between the seen and unseen so whatever it is that you are, you know, surrendering to, building bridges, you know, constantly in your life, you know, making the connection, you know, between, you know, whatever it is that you believe in, whatever form of love that it is that you believe in, you know, bring it, in, just weaving it in, you know, to every single aspect of your life, you know? So that, yeah, I think that's good for today. So we are going to close the same way that we opened. So again, what I like to do, just in case you don't remember, 
is close my eyes for a couple of moments and uh, reflect, say thank you to all of like my guides and, you know, whatever unseen aspects, you know, that you really connect to. Um, Yeah, just say thank you to get to them. It's always important to say thank you. Um, reflect a little bit and then we can finish. So I'm going to close my eyes now. Um, If you need more time, hit your pause button and I will see you on the other side. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for listening. You know, I'm always open to exploring, you know, different ways of healing, you know, different ways of opening up, different ways of loving. You know, I found it very beautiful that, you know, surrender to me means honoring the love within ourselves, others, and this universal family and how we're all kind of guiding each other home and how we are all on, you know, essentially just the same team. You know, that means a lot to me. And honestly, I feel like all of these aura healings, they just, they're like a starting point. You know, I never, every single time I like stop recording, I'm always like, oh no, wait a minute. There's another download there, another inner vision there. I wish I could like talk about that. But then I'm like, podcast is over. So you can write about it or you can do like a part two. I don't even know. Um, But this, I don't know. They always give me so much to think about. And I didn't really talk about this because I talked a lot about, you know, surrendering to love, et cetera. But it's a lot of also of just kind of letting go. And like I said, with the mother, I this just kind of came through. So I'm just going to roll with it here. Um, the mother in her shadow in its shadow. Sorry about that. Um, is very controlling, limiting and surrender to me does have a lot to do with, you know, letting go. And that was kind of the original point to this. You know, I felt inspired to do this, you know, episode because there I was like, oh, there's definitely some gray in my aura. So I'm definitely overthinking. And so a part of surrender is what like what allows you to love and just let go. You know, how is it in the same way that the unseen is such a personal experience and in the same way that like falling in love is such like a personal mysterious experience what really allows you to just love what allows you to feel love what allows you to feel held you know what allows you to really just receive love from everybody in this universal family if that's how you interpret it but yeah what allows you to receive love and just like let go and kind of trust again surrender is very 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 mysterious it's very very unknown which can you know for me someone who's kind of like a you know subtle control freak can be incredibly intimidating But that's kind of, I feel like when I know, when I can just like breathe and when I can just kind of like let go and I don't feel so tight and I can let go of, you know, whatever I'm like overthinking about because I can, trust me, I can do that. Um, That's how I know I've definitely hit something. And, you know, again, the unseen, a lot of this, the unseen, you know, just respect to, you know, green and healing A lot of this is just paying attention to what comes so naturally to you that it's not even funny, you know? So spirit babies come naturally to me. The idea of universal family, that comes naturally to me. That has a lot to do with how I observe creation, how I observe God, how I observe unconditional love. So it's no surprise to me that since that has a lot to do with how I open up to love, that that's a lot 
that has a lot to do with, you know, what allows me to like let go and what, you know, allows me to stop gripping so tightly and to stop overthinking and just to like let everything be, you know, that's no surprise to me whatsoever. And so I just, I really, really enjoyed this exploration today and I can't wait to kind of you know, just see where it takes me. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. I had a lot of fun, you know, taking a look at this aura. If you could rate, review, subscribe, that's really helpful. Just, you know, in terms of podcasting and I will talk to you soon. Music